We're back on uh, Inside the Box podcast here, Oopbox Media. Today we have a very special guest friend, uh, Miles Parker Hill. Sorry, welcome, Miles. Good to Thank have you, you here. Have me, Andrew. Thank you for coming on. Uh, Miles is a fellow business owner, entrepreneur, has a lot of different things going on, and friend. Known Miles for a long time, back in the uh, skating days. Yeah, rollerblading. Yeah. When you say skating, everybody thinks of skateboarding automatically. That's okay. You probably want to make them think that anyway. All right. You know, because it's, it's kind of coming back. I think I, on TikTok, I saw a bunch of skaters, and I'm like, is this coming back, or has it just been around and it's just low key? There definitely is a few, but it's low. I feel it's very low key. <laughs> I mean, there's some hardcore guys out there. I follow a couple of them on Instagram. It's cool. Those are fun days, man. Had that. You, your parents must have really loved you because your whole driveway basically was ramps. Yeah. And I never. I was like, my parents would never let me do this. Well, I still live in the neighborhood, and we, our Facebook group, people complain about stuff all the time. And I'm like, dude, 30 years ago, I had half the street taken up with ramps, <laughs> and nobody said a thing. And now somebody, like, parks their car the wrong way, and they're calling the cops, yeah. you know? So I'm like, I wow. know Matt had a ramp he'd always put in the street, and those are fun days. Yeah. Easier times. Anyway, yeah. uh, Miles owns Miles T-shirts, Paragon. Disc Golf. Disc Golf. Yeah. And, uh, a new business, uh, Box for Discs. Is that what the official name, Box for Disc? Box yeah. for Disc, yeah. That's awesome. So. Ties to Disc Golf as well. Yep. Hold your, uh, Storage for Disc. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've known Miles since, jeez, uh, I don't even remember what year that was. It was like high school. It would be like 90s. Yeah, early 90s, mid-90s, something around there. Yeah. Uh, good old inline skating. And, uh, yeah, so something I've done with local business owners that I'll do and uh, just kind of keep it in the back of your head and we'll answer it at the end of the podcast. But I typically ask like, what is your biggest challenge, uh, as being like a small business owner? Uh, so just keep mm. that in the back of the head and revisit okay. it <laughs> back at the end of the <laughs> podcast here. But, uh, yeah, so miles owns miles t-shirts. Uh, you want to break that down for us? It's much more than t-shirts though. I mean, obviously, yeah, we've done a lot of stuff with you, you know, vehicle wraps, um, promotional products. I actually brought some stuff for you. Oh, perfect. So. I always love goodies. Some swag some to build up my... Uh, actually put there that, we go. Yeah, we could just put our koozies. Yeah, we're not sponsored by Starbucks, although yeah, I do have some pay. stock in them if anyone wants to buy that. <laughs> there we some go. Koozies, uh, like some koozies, some orange... Orange pins, that matches everything going on here. Yeah. Appreciate that. like that. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, yeah, you do anything all Anything we... I mean, we branding. work businesses, schools, sports teams. I mean, anybody that needs a logo on something. Yeah. We pretty much can do it. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, we have definitely used them. He, uh, I reach out to him and probably annoy him on numerous occasions regarding... Because I'm just picky when it comes to my T-shirts and how they feel and what's going on. Like, actually, this is the shirt I was wearing when I text or called you that one day and i'm like man i have this shirt on it feels yeah. amazing yep how do i get a shirt that it feels exactly like this but i want my logo on it yep uh sent him the tag and he just responded oh it's tri-blend he's like it's a little more expensive but uh yeah we can get that for you and they did and man i get i just know people wear them more because i spent yeah. that that little extra money you know i think it was an extra dollar dollar fifty or something but yeah uh god they just feel so much better yeah you know? no but that's what people always want soft tees like now that it's more in all the stores you know they don't sell i mean target and those places they don't even they won't even sell a shirt if it's not soft now yeah you know so everybody expects soft shirt and right. you give them something that's rough they don't want it well i think <laughs> i originally had the do du- du- what's it called dual blend or um i think 
we probably did like the CVC, which is like a oh yeah, poly- that might have been it. And not even that, like I got some amazing feedback on uh, people loved them, but then uh, you know this is it's a little bit like looser. It doesn't have quite the same tight feeling. Yeah, uh, and I think that's a little bit of style too. The tri blends are definitely more stretch. Yeah, you know. Uh, the way this kind of style has gone, I guess. Um, so yeah, anything logos. Look at this, man. We got koozies. Obviously, you guys do. A, do you guys wedding people ever reach out to you? Do a lot of wedding stuff. We do, or? but we're kind of getting away from some of the smaller stuff. Right. You know, we're we're working we're with a lot of bigger companies that are wanting more from us, so it's hard to stop and yeah, do the little things. Do the really small and, things. And we've had that issue too. You know, you want to try to help people out, but it's like. Uh, the little one-off and individuals it just you try to get you try to help them because it's an individual and give them a good price but yeah. then all of a sudden they become a bigger pain in the butt and yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean it's well like, and ah. when I started my business I was taking all the orders that the bigger shops in town didn't want to do yeah. so they would they would call you know the other big shops at, at the time and they would say oh our minimum is 24 pieces to, mm-hmm. and they'd call me and I'd be excited to do 12 shirts yeah. you know well you were doing it all yourself I mean right. you had the little I was the doing spin everything. press yeah. manual and it's gotten yep. a lot more automated now but uh, oh, yeah. how long have you been doing the printing of t-shirts so I remember even in the 90s and shit, you had like yeah. a little room right at yep. your house it was uh, probably in 99 I mean I was junior in high school started working at a shop and learned how to do it and one of the guys that I worked with was said, yeah, you could do this on your own at your house. Like he could tell I just had, you know, yeah, the, the niche for it, you know, I was like, yeah. So I just started doing it at, at my house and picking up customers, obviously the skate shop, we were printing stuff for the skate shop and then playing in park, printing stuff for park. So oh, yeah, I, I kind of had built in customers. I, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? I, well, yeah, you had a need there. I, I guess I left that out too. In the introduction miles here with the drummer for park, yeah. which was always an awesome band. You guys still, play some random shows we were supposed right? to play th- three shows this year but obviously didn't happen yeah so that's kind so of a bummer hopefully next year hopefully next year yeah uh yeah if you've never checked park out they're they were an awesome band man i listened to them a lot i still have my hoodie uh zip up hoodie that uh i got back i don't know one of the first shows i went to yeah uh i remember uh, my girlfriend at the time actually it might have been before I even knew, like, before we even were skating and stuff, I think it took me a little bit to, to put two and two together, sure. I think. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I remember... Nobody she, pays she, attention to the drummer. I'm in the back. She, which is really, I mean, one of the coolest... Uh, he's an amazing drummer. If no one's ever listened to him, definitely go check out... Where, Spotify, you guys got your music out there still on some of those platforms? or? Yeah, I mean, definitely iTunes, I know for sure. I think Pandora, for sure. Um, I don't know, there's been some weird stuff Sorry, with man. the record label changing ownership and some stuff getting taken down yeah. and getting put back up. So that stuff's always a pain in the ass. Well, it's cool that fans notice. I mean, as soon as it happens, they start emailing us. Hey, for some reason this got taken off of Spotify. I oh, think it was. Alert you. And so I just hit up the label and they got it figured out. I don't know yeah. how, how that works, but right. That one, one time that happened, uh, I did a video and I wanted just this goofy song I found online that had to do with like swimming or pool party or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was like, man, I know I'm going to get flagged for this. Like, I'm not going to be able to use it and post it. So I reached out to the band and I was like, hey, I'm making this video. I think it'd be really funny. You know, you guys could use it if you want, whatever. Is it cool if I use this song? And they're like, totally all good. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I got pulled from Facebook. Uh, and then on YouTube, you know, they started running their ads on it, their own ads, you know, not me. Right. Um, and I didn't even have ads on it. But, uh, 
yeah, it was something with their label. And I reached out, I was like, Hey, I thought you said it was all good. And they're like, yeah, it's our, it's our old label. We don't have rights to that or whatever. I'm like, man, yeah. that sucks. <laughs> it does. It's, it's rough when you can't even, people have asked us to use songs and, and I say yes, but if the labels, you know, right. It's, it's you a can whole do. other thing. Yeah. Um, so p- printing since the early, what, what, I guess, so you kind of got into it because you were just looking or were you, did you get it? You said you had a job with a printer at first. Yeah. I was that just to make money? Like, well, I really wanted to, to print the, the movie rad. I don't know if you ever saw the movie rad. Um, it's like a BMX movie in the movie. He has to raise money. So he makes some shirts and he prints them like on a tabletop. And I always like building stuff, ramps, all that kind of stuff. So seeing that process, even though it's not the process that I use at all. Yeah. Um, it was just a stencil and they were like rolling it on with like a paint roller. Oh, <laughs> but I was like, I want to make shirts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I went to CACC, there was a, a graphics arts program and I thought we were gonna learn how to screen print and we did for like a week and then we moved on to the next thing. So I was a little disappointed. But yeah. I used that to, to go kind of finagle my way into a job saying, Oh, I know how to screen print and then learn from there and like to work there for maybe a summer. And now actually that guy, I print for him now. Like nice. he, he comes to me cause he doesn't have any printers really. So, right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it was just kind of a natural progression. And then obviously with the skate shop, we needed stuff to sell. And then mm-hmm. with the band, it was, it was a nice job that I could print for my friends and for other businesses when I was in town, but I was on the road. It didn't matter. You know, it's, it's nice when you, uh, kind of, you know, so many people never figure out what they want to do or don't fall into the right fit or the angle and they struggle with that their whole lives a lot of people and I feel bad for them but like even with me um you know we've progressed obviously I've had a lot of steps of progression but I was kind of like um you know we were playing video games on the computer and uh you know people were making these like avatars with like graphics for your your, you know to support your team or whatever and I started just messing around doing that and that kind of led me to graphic design and from there, I mean, I just, you know, got into photography, videography, whatever. But the graphic design was like that first step kind of core just from playing video games. Right. And that was early on. And, you know, I didn't, you know, and then I just progressed and learned more. And it kind of led to where we are now. And it's just, yeah. you know, it sucks that people, you know, just trying to constantly searching for that. But it's kind of funny, you know, that both found a, found a little niche there that we liked. Well, and my plan, too, before kind of the music thing happened, uh, my dad lived in San Diego. And I wanted to go to the art school out there. You know, so I was like thinking, oh, I'm going to graduate high school. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to do graphic design. And then the band thing happened and we just traveled and was like, yeah, I don't have time for college right now. And then just everything just naturally happened, which was really cool. But yeah, I think a lot of people are always searching. Oh, what do I want to do? I can do anything. What do I want to do? You know, and I didn't, I don't know. I feel like it kind of picked me. Mm -hmm. And I'm really glad that I'm in this industry that, you know, I don't want to say it's recession proof, but you know, we were able to weather the storm pretty well through all the stuff that's happened this year. Yeah. You know? Wasn't it crazy? It's... Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of businesses that definitely close in, in our industry, but they were the ones that maybe weren't willing to try different things. Yeah. Know? And that's where, uh, you know, we talking with a lot of our businesses that we work with, um, just trying to get them to pivot, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I actually made a video uh, right at the beginning. I don't know if you saw it, but I said, and this wasn't just to my customers. I was just addressing everybody like, look, I know this is going to be a tough time and, uh, you're going to want to save money or whatever. If you're not making content with us, 
make content. Cause I promise you people are gonna be sitting at home yeah. off work. Cause everybody's locked down. You can't go out in the, and they're going to be consuming content. They're gonna be on social media. They're gonna be watching YouTube. Yeah. You know, it's just going to be great. And then literally the next over the next few days, all of our customer statistics just went crazy. It was all up like 500, 600, 700%, like wow. the engagement views, you know, all this stuff. And we weren't spending any more money. Some people cut back on money on spend even, but it was just going nuts. You yeah. know what I mean? It was just, it's like, it's almost like, uh, it was just an opportunity. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously the whole thing was bad. I'm not saying <laughs> that it was yeah, a good yeah, thing, but yeah. it was an opportunity for people to like get out there and, um, and get in front of a lot of people, even if they couldn't get business then, you know, when all this was over, that's what I said. I'm like, when this is done, people are going to want to get out. They're going to want to go eat. They're going to want to yeah. spend money. They want to do stuff because they've been locked away for so long. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know there's a lot of businesses that took the opportunity to, you know, remodel their stores or, you know, whatever they could do that they normally wouldn't be able to do. Yeah. You know, um, but I, I don't know. Every business is a little different and some are prepared for stuff like that. Some are not. Yeah. And I feel like I, I was somewhere in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> so I got, I, I lucked out. Yeah. No, we, we were very blessed. We had a couple customers, uh, put stuff on pause. I think we lost maybe one during it. Um, but yeah, like you said, you know, it's, it's, I feel like the, a lot of businesses don't like to keep like something tucked away though to like, you know what I mean? A lot of people are kind of living day to day and yeah. it's including businesses and, and I understand, you know, it's tough, but, uh, I feel like it, should probably everybody should hopefully now you know knows that they should have a little bit of a plan or backup it's such a weird thing that who would have thought you know what i mean that you could just get shut down like that and it's like jesus yeah no it was definitely uh wild you don't think that that happens here and you had just moved to a new building yeah i mean probably about a year prior like april 19 yeah. This is about when we moved uh, in the new shop. So you didn't move far, but I mean, most people probably know that are watching this. If you want to let people know where that new building's yeah. at. The new shop's 306 North Street, uh, just in front of Kim's Auto Body. Yeah. That's so. pretty, that's an, it's an awesome building, man. I've been in there. How was that whole experience? Like, I mean, obviously I'm guessing it was probably a little stressful, but just yeah. having a new shop and everything it was probably a lot, really allowed you to make things, you know, because like even here, like you get in there and you're kind of doing stuff and it just kind of gets a little bit jumbled. It's like, man, I kind of wish I would have done it this way. Yeah. No. And the, the cool thing was, is that we, we were able to take our time doing it partly because we wanted to, partly because we needed to do it slowly as money came in. Um, but that helped us make some changes. I think that, uh, or, or things that we, we were able to second guess ourselves and have the time to change it. Yeah. Um, there was, there was a lot of changes made at the very beginning when we had architect drawings and stuff. And once you tear all the walls down and start building it up and then you realize, Oh, wait a minute like this isn't going to be a good place for this wall. You know, this is going to, you know, so we definitely made some good choices. Um, but yeah, carrying like having the two shops really close to each other was nice. So even when we weren't fully in the new shop, some of the guys were working over there on some of the new equipment and we were able to just run back and forth. You know, it's, they're so close to yeah, each other. You that know? does make it a little so easier transition. That was, that was, that was helpful. I, I couldn't imagine just having to be out of one place and be in another place within a day, a week, whatever, yeah. a month, you know, we, we were able to kind of transition over the course of, six to eight months. Right. So, so let's talk a little bit about, I guess your growth. Cause so you started obviously at your parents basement, right? In or the garage. Garage. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then did you have a place before that shop over there on, on what, what was like the next step after? So it was like six. So the location we're in now is our sixth time that I've moved. Oh really? See, I so didn't even know that. Started crazy. in the garage 
and that really wasn't very long. That was got the equipment. We might have printed maybe one thing there. And then uh, my, my grandma had a garage behind her building on Edwards and uh, moved in there. And then we moved into the skate shop um, when the skate shop moved. On Chatham. So like where New Age is now, uh, the skate shop used to be there, but there's the spot where... Um, the, were you in the printing in the skate shop when it was not right in, there? Not, not where New Age is now, but like the space next to it. When, oh, okay. when we moved over, there was like a back room there. Right on Wabash. Or MacArthur. Yeah, yeah, For people that yeah. don't know. So, and this was like back in the asylum days, yeah. you know, before the CVS was there. You know, it was mm-hmm. the Wabash curve. Yep. Um, for Good anybody, old curve. Anybody that's old enough to remember that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we were there and then I moved back. Or no, wait. We moved. Then we moved to the the Chatham Road, the the old airplane hangar. Yep. And then, which was a cool spot. Super cool spot. You guys had a little spot there. Had some shows. Built a skate park. Yeah, um, that was awesome. Super fun time. Um, I bet, man. I bet those were some fun times, huh? Traveling. You had the it, band, and yeah, it was it was it was really cool. I mean, Corey kind of left for a while, and I pretty much ran it. You know, so it was it was my first experience running a business, really. You know, because mm-hmm. my t shirt thing wasn't substantial right. at all at that point you know so the numbers that we were doing in the skate shop to me were mind-blowing it's like oh my gosh we're selling these skateboards and that was like tony hawk bam Margera time when yeah. skateboarding was Blowing huge up, yeah. yeah but then after then we we downsized the skate shop to go over to the white oaks west or whatever it is and then i moved back to edwards and then um we actually took up the office which is where <laughs> rookie mistake where uh black moon tattoos is so we had our offices in there you know that was when i kind of started expanding where i was just growing out of the little tiny garage maybe six eight hundred square feet added the office space up there and then i started looking for a building and then we found the building on lowell um purchased that in 2011 and so where was there a point during that like you had the skate shop but then what you're like man i got a lot of t-shirt stuff coming like where was the decision like oh man t-shirt i'm obviously gonna make do better with this or there's more opportunity here where was kind of when did you notice that so i really wanted to buy the skate shop from Corey, and i i really thought that was going to be my thing i was going to do the skate shop i was going to do t-shirts and i there's a lot of people that do that around the country you know they really go hand in hand nicely um but you know we never came to a, a agreement on the price he decided to kind of downsize he didn't want to do the skate park um and i was like well if you're not going to sell me the shop i don't want to keep killing myself you know i enjoy it but i want to you know profit off of it or at least you make know, a living make a living you know <laughs> a good living um so that's that's when i moved out and he downsized and the new shop wasn't gonna have the space um and we were still doing the music thing and then when um lad and emily had a baby that's when the music thing kind of stopped and then understandably then <laughs> a it little was, bit yeah so we're like hey we can't tour and then it didn't like force me to go into like printing more, but now I can focus on it more. Um, I actually got to kind of transition your energy somewhere. Yeah. Well, and then I ended up getting hired by another guy, worked for him for a couple of years, which was actually really, really good because a printer, no, uh, property management uh, company. And if I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have been able to buy the building because you know, when you're a sole proprietor, Mm -hmm. banks don't want to loan you money, you know? So I was working for someone else. I was able to buy a house, buy a building, and then got laid off from that. And then I was, I was you know, in it full time. Still doing the t-shirt thing on the side. I right? was still, I had two full-time employees. Building uh, stuff up or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And then it just went crazy. Like once I, you know, once we had the building and I had 100% focus on it, it just grew. It's like awesome. Like 100% for like four years in a row. 
That's like, great. So, yeah. So, how would obviously I'm uh, obviously I'm not asking you to put numbers out there, but like compared to like being like back then, like and now it's like maybe just by t-shirts. Like how many like average t-shirts like are you doing a year? So if you, if you care to share. Like, that. So I think one thing like what we might have done in a whole year back then we will do in one invoice yeah like in in a day right what's so. what's like the uh, again these are just random questions that are interesting to me but if you don't want to share that's fine but like the biggest t-shirt order you, you've ever like twenty five thousand. that's crazy yeah it was really crazy yeah how uh now i know you've gotten some new machinery yeah and stuff that probably helps you print a lot faster what like how long does it take to pump out like a hundred t-shirts or something um, like i that? mean you're 40, 50 dozen an hour, Yeah, you know, so you can knock some stuff out. There's a lot of variables, you know, right. depending on how big colors the print is. And, and, yeah, yeah, number of colors. Because, yeah, I don't know if a lot of people know this, and obviously I just know it a little bit from helping film stuff and, like, seeing, you know, seeing it. But, like, I guess the, if you explain the process a little bit, like, there's obviously there's people do, like, you know, I was trying to talk to, you know, our mutual customer about this and explain this to, to her uh, but, uh, you know, you can do like a digital print, right. Yep. And it, but it's like not going to last as long. It's going to be a crappy shirt. It's going to peel off, but then you do like the actual ink, but you have to do multiple presses on it Yeah. and it's going to last way longer. Right. Uh, but you got to kind of pick out your colors. Cause I was talking, comparing it to vinyl. I was like, you got a digital print with vinyl or yeah. you got cut vinyl. It's right. kind of the same with t-shirts a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You got to layer it. So if you're doing a lot of colors in a small quantity, it doesn't always make sense to do it that way. Yeah. You know, or it's not cost effective, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, but the direct to garment has gotten so much better, um, quality wise from, yeah. from where it was 10 years ago. I'll tell you what I had a customer give me a t-shirt and he was like, Oh, you wear this? I was like, sure, man. You know, give it to me. I think it was chipping off yeah. like literally like a month and a half. And I didn't even wear it that much. Yeah. And I was like, you know, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of variables, you know, especially with, I don't know if it was like a print, like it didn't seem like it was only one color. So I'm like, why would this be a print? But it, uh, and then I looked at mine, like I still have t-shirts I bought from you when we first started this business and they haven't lost a speck on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they were white, so they're getting, you know, how, what yeah. happens to white shirts, <laughs> right. but, uh, yeah, they still look great. And yeah. it's a, it's crazy that, um, you know, cheaper is not always better. It's just a perfect example of it. Cause you yeah. probably got those really cheap, but there was obviously something that was skimped on there. Sure. Uh, so I don't know if anybody's listening to this that has shirts that they've dealt with that. There's, there's definitely an issue. What would you think that the issue was with that cheap ink or like, well, if it was a digital print, it just maybe it's probably not cured properly. Yeah. You know, and a lot of those things you need to like press the shirt first to, to get any moisture out of the shirt. Um, a lot of these direct garment printers are water-based now, so you got to make sure it's, it's, it's prepared for, for the ink. So, yeah. And I know I was just having some, uh, I just had you print a bunch of shirts for me recently and, uh, you know, some, one of the colors was black. And there was like a, you know, I'm looking at the reviewing the quote and I'm like, well, why is there an extra ink color on here? You're like, well, the proper way to do it is do white first and then the, uh, the color on top of it. And I was like, okay, I understand that. But you know, it's just those things where like somebody else might not suggest that. And, and that's what I, you know, with our customers, uh, even like, you know, someone might contact us to do an ad and they're like, oh, I got a couple hundred bucks. And I'm like, look, I could do that. And most people probably would, but I'm just going to be honest with you. It's probably... I, like it would be better for you to save 
another 250 bucks or yeah. you know what i mean and come back to us yeah. next month uh it's just you know it's like i've been learning that a lot with equipment you know and i'm sure you know you have a lot of expensive equipment and i always look for you know deals and something maybe used that is still in good shape but now i look back at how much money i spent and i could have had newer stuff that maybe would have helped us produce a little better um, but we're finally to the place now where we can you know purchase those things and not freak out too much you yeah know, we're doing the volume to to make it worth it but yeah some of those things you definitely got to think about and at the time you might not think about it you know mm-hmm. yeah it's a uh interesting thing it's always uh you know what else has been really interesting as a business owner that i've came to realize uh is it's better to pay people for what they're good at does that make sense like i hired an accountant and i oh, always yeah. was trying to do it myself and i would spend so much time and i'd get so pissed off and annoyed that I just finally realized like I could be the time I'm spending on this, I could be doing what I'm good at and I would be making twice as much. Right. And it's uh that was one big lesson that took me a long time to kind of grasp. And obviously you got to get to a point where you can afford to do that. Absolutely. But well, I mean, kind of going back to like taking on small jobs. I mean, I don't remember who said this, but I say it all the time to people. You, you say yes until you can afford to say no. <laughs> and I mean, I would say yes to all of anybody wanted one shirt, two shirts, 20 shirts, whatever, you know, something crazy, some crazy deadline. I stay up all night to get something done. Yeah. You know, you say yes until you can afford to say no. And, and we're to that point where, you know, we might suggest another shop to, to do something if they can do it quicker or if they have directed garment and we're, you know, it, it'd just be more cost effective for them. But yeah, being honest with customers, you know, especially if we refer them to somebody, they they appreciate that. Yeah. You know, versus, no, we don't we don't want to do it. It's not that mm-hmm. we don't want to do it; it's just not profitable for us. Right. It's not really in our in our business model. You know, as much as it used to be, and that's the thing that's hard for me. It's, it's tough. Yeah. I still think about you know when I first started what shirt prices were. You know, and shirt prices have doubled as far as the cost of the blank since I started. Is it because look? I'm just curious. Have they doubled just because the materials have gone up, or is there like, is it because like? It's just better, or what would you say, um, a combination? I think, number one, like, uh, obviously just inflation, you know, yeah. over 20 years, but also the technology that goes into making stuff now. Yeah. They're more efficient, but they're also making a lot. I don't Because I, I don't remember know. back in the day, I feel like it was always, the t-shirts were always just shitty t-shirts. They all felt the same cotton. Yeah, whatever. kind of. Yeah. It, like, I don't remember anything like, I there don't know. Was, I mean, there Maybe was. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. But a lot of people thought, oh, polyester, yuck. You know, and now everybody wants this polyester shirt, Yeah, you know, so it's just how things change and it's, you know, it's on marketing too. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at Bella Canvas or, um, you know, Gildan, like companies that like actually advertise to the masses, people know those names. So when they come into the shop, they say, Oh, I want this or I want that. And there's tons of other brands that make really nice stuff as well. But if they don't know it, you know, it's the same as do a lot of people. Do you have a lot of people that know what they want? Yeah, no, I mean, like a lot of people get a shirt. I have a lot of customers that do that. Um, they'll go to, I don't want to say another competitor, but they'll, maybe they go on a vacation and they get a shirt and they're like, I want this shirt. I want this print. I want, you know, this. Mm-hmm. So we tell them what it is and, you know, we make it happen. Now, how, what, if you had to kind of guesstimate a percentage, how many of your shirts are you guys doing the design on? Man, it used, I feel like it definitely was a lot more. I feel like uh, a lot of our customers have grown a lot to where they have. I guess besides e- just a designers. plain logo, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, I would say maybe like 60, 40, really? you know, and I feel like it used to be a lot. Well, we used to have, you know, three designers and now right now we just have one, you mm-hmm. know, so, but a lot of people, 
are either getting better at doing their own art or, you know, you got Fiverr, you got different websites where people are trying to maybe get a, a deal because they know if we're going to do it, we're going to charge them a little bit more. Yeah, versus, you cover your time. Yeah. And that's what, uh, getting into some of the other stuff you do, uh, vinyl wraps, for example, uh, they did it. My vinyl wrap gave me, a, um, a very, you know, a good price, you know, competitive price compared to other people in town. And uh, they definitely took the time to make sure it was right. Now I provided the design. I was going to say, you helped out a lot which, of that. Yeah, so which, that was... uh, which helps a lot. And people don't understand how much goes into especially on a, like a full vehicle wrap, like yeah. the time that goes into it, uh, just getting sizing and making sure everything's good. And I learned, you know, I learned a lot of that from when I worked at Ace. I knew kind of how that all worked with the vehicle wrap. So I made it a little easier for you guys. But, yeah. um, you know, people call me. And I'm like, oh, you guys do vehicle wraps and, you know, blah, blah. I think I have, I might have made a mistake of putting it on my website somewhere. I need to find <laughs> it. Uh, not not that we do wraps, but that we will design them. Sure. So I've had people call me and they're like, oh, will you design a wrap? I'm like, I can. I'm like, I'm more happy to. You know, I, I think we're good at it, you know, because we're a marketing yeah. company. I have the experience, but we don't do the wrap. So there's no... I'm not going to be able to factor any of that cost in to maybe you yeah. turning around and doing the wrap with me. So I'm going to give you a price, but you know, it's going to be probably fairly high. You sure. know what I mean? But what I would suggest is to reach out and, you know, I've recommended them to you, um, typically. And, uh, I'm like, see what he'll say. See, we'll tell yeah. you to see if he tells you what, if, if I don't, you know what I mean? I don't know. I guess right. I haven't really talked to you about it, but I'm like, just ask him what they're going to charge for design, you know? Yeah. And if you find it worth it, you want us to do it, that's fine. But, you know, I read a book called, uh, the, what was it called? Uh, I can't think of it now. Um, I'll have to look it up. But uh, it uh, it talked about one of the major takeaways I had in it was the fact, um, oh, From Good to Great. Okay. Have you ever heard of that book? I've heard of it. I've read it. It's good. It's good. I've tried to get it more into reading books, but I don't, I don't read them. I listen to them. I got yeah. an Audible subscription or okay. whatever because I just hate to read. But listening nah. while you're driving and stuff, I yeah, love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, from good to great, uh, by Jim Collins. And one of the, my major takeaways from it was it all, it, the whole book analyzes like how companies came, became from like good companies to great companies that lasted forever and how they like beat their competition and stuff like that. And one of the things he talks about is noticing like where your niche is and what you're making the most money off of really, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then really focusing on that. Yeah. And so you know, our primary stuff that we do that we've had the most business on where most of our revenue comes from is the content creation slash social media management. So I've kind of tried to fade out some of that, like, Oh, you know, they say, like you were talking about how like the one off stuff, like it's just not recurring and stuff like that. So it's like, ah, you know, that's what I recommend throw them, go ahead and send them, you know, to somebody that's more focusing on that stuff. Uh, and I've slowly been doing that and I've almost even thought about literally like changing the whole website to just content creation, social media management, you That's know it, what I yeah. mean? Digital marketing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, it's crazy cause they analyze, it's a good book. If you ever have time to listen to it, I think I can actually like send them to people or something. I don't have to look at it. Yeah. Do you ever listen to a lot of podcasts, podcasts and I feel like, yeah. I feel like the way I'd know about that is from a podcast, but, um, there's there's a several that I listen to that that just strictly go to all these big businesses like you're saying, and see how they broke it down and where they changed. You know, mm-hmm. when these guys take over a business and get rid of other things that are making no money and just make the thing you know focus exactly. You know? Yeah. So, 
Because you try to get into like all this random stuff, you know what I mean? It's like, because yeah, I think on our site, you know, we have photography, videography, drone, you know, branding, and, and which is websites, you know what I mean? And in websites, I still, we still do a lot of, but um, mostly it's because a customer comes like looking to build their, start their business or build their business. And it's like, well, it's a key part. And, and yeah. when we, when we do do that form, it allows us to do it in a way that we know we're going to be able to tie back to it with the social media right, and grow, yeah. grow their brand. But, um, yeah, so, so t-shirts is definitely obviously probably the biggest part of your business. But as far as all like this other stuff, I mean, th- when someone's coming to you to get something printed, a lot of times, you know, pens and all that stuff, like do they typically add on? Yeah, I a mean, lot of and, other and stuff that, like that. That's the thing. Like a lot of people, oh, I didn't know you did that. I didn't know you did that. And I really like that because every time they come in, they're picking up shirts, and another customer comes in and picks up a sign. They're like, oh, I didn't know you did signs. Mm-hmm. I need a sign. So if if everybody knew everything that we did, I would be super overwhelmed. So it kind of helps pace our customers exactly. So they you know they come in, they get their shirts, and then they need, or they need a business card, or they need pens, or you know, hey, we have an event coming up, we need masks, whatever it is. Um, but I think the biggest thing is people come to us because they, they trust us and it's really like a trust. It's, it's a relationship, you know, they know that we're going to get it done. We're going to do a good job. And if there's a problem, we're going to let them know. Even if it, I think the hardest thing to do is like, I think you mentioned earlier, if somebody, a customer has something that maybe doesn't look good or maybe isn't the right choice, telling them that mm-hmm. being honest, I with mean, them. everybody wants to start up a clothing brand. And they want to spend thousands of dollars to do it. I'm like, man, (laughs) just I've seen people do it and some people do it no matter what I say. And, you know, some people have been more successful than others, but it's, it's a really hard thing to do. I think people think, and you know, like I feel like in the last like few years I've had like, I know like two or three people have started like boutiques or clothing brands and I'm just like, it's tough. Well, you know, nowadays it's almost like, you have to be more of a marketer than a clothing brand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause there's yeah. so many people trying to do it. And it's like, if you don't know how to work social media with that, you know, unless you have a customer base for some reason through some, something else right. uh, or an existing brand, you just really have to know how to work social media ads, get it out there. You know, it's, it's, it's a tough thing. Um, yeah. But, I've honestly gotten away from doing as much social media posting and it's not because I don't want to, or, I mean, you posted something about the other day with one of your people that wanted to do something and then they just used their phone and and that definitely inspired me. I was like, I don't need to have all that good stuff. I want to do the stuff, but I Mm -hmm. always want it to be a certain way. Right. So, you know, making, making that, um, just putting the effort into it and and a lot of the stuff we don't want to show off, you know, we don't want to show everybody everything we're doing. Yeah. You know, even though that's really easy and fun to do, um, you know, sometimes you got to keep it, you know, Play close to the chest or whatever the term is. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, uh, even I struggle with that. I have like all kinds of different stuff I want to do. And it's like, sometimes you just do it. And, yeah. You know what I mean? Even like, like I have a video, I think I talked about it in the video you're, ta- you're talking about, but it's like, I have a video I recorded the other day and I was sitting there in my basement. Like, uh, I wanted to start this video like channel that I was trying to do and I'm sitting there I want to get my home studio pulled together and I'm sitting there on the sofa just looking at it and I'm like I don't have my camera gear here I don't have my microphones or lights or anything and I was just like you know what screw it I got my damn phone in my pocket yeah. like I just said I literally propped it up on a shelf like moved the whole shelf where I wanted it set it yeah. on there and just kind of started it and uh 
I don't know who, where I heard it or remember who said it to me. It might have been, honestly, you know, Casey Neistat or something, but it was, uh, you know, the best camera is the one you have on you. Yeah. And I don't remember if he heard it from somebody else or whatever, but uh, phones are pretty damn amazing nowadays. I know. You know what I mean? I'm about ready to get a new one, so I think when I get a new one, that'll inspire me well, to... Well, shit, the new one, the new iPhone, I don't even have the 11, but with that 11 having that wide-angle lens yeah. makes a huge difference with stuff. Yeah. Um, I haven't upgraded yet. I was kind of hoping the 12 was going to be out by now. But I know. They said, <laughs> they said October, right? They were gonna... I thought so, but didn't they just release like another one? Like a like a cheap one or something? You know, they're cheap yeah. line, but still like really nice. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, so we were talking about, and it has to do with that. You were saying uh, when before we started the podcast, you just posted a video. Was it the Miles T-shirts one or was it, did yeah. you do another so, one? So actually... Uh, when we moved into our building, the on Lowell, you know, in 2011, I did radio and that like back then, you know, that was okay. Yeah. And I, I think there's still radio is, is good for certain people. Yeah. It reaches a certain and, crowd. And we did it and, um, we didn't do a lot of it. We just stayed very steady and I did it for about four years and then I got away from it. And then, uh, you know, Brandon's super talented and we kind of just, came now, up- just to be clear, you're talking about that animated one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was cool. That was good. So, so, well, it, it started with the song and that was the thing we, we, we recorded this song. Well, Brandon recorded this song. I was going to say, these are coming, this is coming from people that make music. So yeah, it's yeah, a lot yeah. easier. For so, him, I mean, we have like a little studio in the back of the shop. He's got a computer there. So he, you know, one day we were a little slow and I was like, dude, just go, just go do something, write a song, whatever. That's hilarious. So he came up with the, the whole thing and, um, recorded it. Because, you know, the radio, no offense, but a lot of times they don't put a lot of effort into their ads. Yeah. Well, they're probably not. They're probably trying to work them into their price. And right. it's like, yeah. So I said, you know, what? I'm, we're going to make our own commercial. And, uh, you know, it took us a little bit. They kept bugging us about it. I was like, no, just we're busy. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. So finally we got it. And, you know, we let a, everybody in the shop hear it little by little just to hear the feedback. And everybody loved it. And mm-hmm. it's a pretty catchy little thing. Like if I knew how to do TikTok or had teenage kids, they'd probably be, you know, dancing to it or something. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, so we had that and then it ran for three or four months and obviously this is during the pandemic stuff. And I was, I was just like, I don't really want to run this anymore. Yeah. You know? So we cut it off, but a lot of people didn't hear it. I wasn't getting the, the response that I wanted. Um, so we're, I was like, so we the make song a video. you used in that video was on the radio. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It was on the radio. And like the first three months I heard nothing. And then we ended up doing it for another month after that and instantly started getting, so it took like four months for it to like get some traction, you mm-hmm. know? And I, we'd listened to, it was on, it was on DBR, you know? So we're, I'm listening to it all the time, trying to hear it. And I'm like, never hear it. Finally heard it like one time, you know, and they're playing it quite a bit. Like it was quite a bit of spots. So I was kind of surprised it wasn't getting played more, but anyway, um, I wanted people to hear that song cause I, I liked it. And the people that did hear it would always joke about it when I, you know, yeah. the little, the little, the, the little tagline is I just got a brand new shirt, Yeah, you know? And, um, we'll, so, uh, we'll link it below on the video. Of yeah. this. <laughs> and, and then, so during the whole pandemic thing, uh, a friend of mine posted, Hey, if anybody's looking for work or, or, you know, if anybody needs some work done and you know, he's done some really cool stuff. And I was like, yeah, you know, I had no clue. I mean, he does really big stuff. Um, and, I had no clue what it was going to cost. And, uh, I told him my budget and he's like, yeah, that's wait, who are we talking about? Um, Patrick, okay. uh, Patrick edge.com is his oh, okay, site, okay. but, um, he used to live here in Springfield. And, um, but yeah, he's gone on to do huge stuff. I'll have to show you something. And he made stuff. the video. 
he, yeah, he made all the animated stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he, he cut me a deal, uh, used some stuff maybe that he had laying around still instead of creating everything from scratch. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll play a little, here, I'll play a little clip of the. <laughs> this is what you're talking about. Yeah. So that's pretty funny. It's a catchy little funny song. Yeah. A little auto tune or something going on there. Yep. The yep. video is very cool. It goes around with, along with it. He did a good job on that. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I'll link it below in our the video to this podcast. But yeah, that's neat. Yeah. And so he he knocked that out. And then even after that, like I had it done and I hadn't posted it. Because, you know, he's, I mean, you you would understand this. I didn't think about it. But he's like, well, what are you going to post this on? Before we even started the video. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? Well, if you do YouTube, it's got to be one thing. Facebook, another thing. Instagram, another thing. Yeah. I was like, I guess I'm just going to say YouTube, you know, because um, the Facebook thing, I feel like it's there and then it's gone mm-hmm. unless you really are pushing it to keep Constantly. it kind of there. Yeah. So I felt like we could always kind of tie back to it. Um, but yeah, so I, I had never posted anything on Facebook. You know, people that work for me have posted all the videos that we have on, on the YouTube and thinking, how oh, is it really that hard? Is it, you know, and I just kind of started, I figured it out. I was like, cool. Mm-hmm. Now, like I've broken that barrier down. You know, it's like the first time when you're like a <laughs> kid going down a big yeah. slide or a diving board and you're scared. Right, I and guess you, I could do it now. And now you do it. And now it's like, cool, I'm going to do it all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he, he put that video together and then it was kind of, you know, the song and the, the visual. Um, so yeah, hopefully we'll do some more things here. Yeah, it's a neat video. I know we were talking about doing a couple. The uh, Yeah, he did a good job on it. I watched it. I think it was literally like right after you posted it, I think I saw it pop up on my subscription things. Usually at night my wife goes to bed and I go in a She always says I'm like a like a like a 10-year-old cuz I'm watching YouTube all the time. Yep. I'm oh, like yeah. it's not that. It's just that you can find what you want to watch. Like people are talking about the stuff you're interested in. Yeah. So I'm always watching like camera stuff and, you know, marketing stuff. And it's like, I would much rather spend my time watching this stuff than, you know, reality TV or whatever. Now, it, obviously, you know, some people just want something to turn their brain off or whatever, which I get. But it's, yeah. it's I guess it's hard for me to do that. I just have a limited amount of time in a day and my time's very valuable. Yeah. So it's like you want a short video that gets to the point. <laughs> Absolutely. I just feel like sometimes it's like, oh, I could be doing something so much more productive right now. We have that problem with vacations. She wants to lay on the beach. I'm like, I want to go to this and do this. And this, and this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think our wives are very similar in that yeah. aspect. Yeah. Does uh, so your family man? You just have one kid. Two, right? Two yeah. now. Yeah. Just okay. That's right. One yeah. February. So that's right. Yeah. We both got youngins. Um, how has this is something I'm dealing with? So I'm just curious managing the family and business. Um. So our first daughter is five now, and obviously her growing up non-pandemic is not terrible because you have family and you're have babysitters and you can go out and get away. I think the hardest thing during this whole time is being home and not getting out of the house as much. Mm -hmm. So that weighs on you a little bit more and it kind of wears you down a little bit. You don't realize like, why would I be worn down? I'm just at home, but yeah, you need to get out and do do stuff. So I think that's been the only challenge with, with having the new baby, just right before all this stuff happened. I mean, I'm glad we were able to, you know, have uh, everything at the hospital be somewhat normal, I guess you could say, versus what right. we're dealing with now. And when, when? February 7th. February, okay. Yeah. So it was, I mean, it was kind just of happening, right, but it was right like before March. It was bad. 13th. We were right or, in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and I've heard horror stories about that from, you know, it seemed like a lot of people yeah, luckily were having babies there was, during that. Yeah. Luckily, there was nothing crazy like, you know, I think, I don't remember what the rules were, but like if one of you tests positive or 
or something and then you get separated from your baby and yeah. i just heard so many things uh, just like oh my god if any of this happens i'm gonna flip out or like uh, the father couldn't be there for the right. birth or something i was like that I was am, the big one that i heard i was like i am breaking into that place <laughs> if i am <laughs> they're gonna have yeah. to arrest me if i can't be there for my daughter's birth yeah um but uh yeah that uh, it's been so for me you know i would spend like before having kids obviously like i would work you know, weekends, late nights and everything. So it was hard for mm-hmm. me to let go of some of that. Cause I was just mm-hmm. constantly kind of grinding. Um, but it's been good, you know, obviously to, to, to let go of some of that. Yeah. Um, it's hard though. I mean, like last night, I mean, I do it all the time still, you know, once everybody goes to bed, then, then I can go back to work, mm-hmm. you know, and, and get some stuff done. Cause it's during the day you got so many distractions. Yeah. You know, people coming in, picking up stuff. Exactly. People you don't feel like you're off. actually getting anything done. Yeah. I mean, I had a sales rep come yesterday and, uh, he's like, wow, you're really busy. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I was sitting outside for like 10 minutes on the phone and you had like seven people come in and out in like 10 minutes. And I, I was like, yeah, it's kind of like that sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, but then there's times when nobody comes. So yeah, at two in the morning, nobody's showing up. So that's right. the best time to get work done. Yeah. Because <laughs> how, how many employees do you have now? Right now, we just got 10. 10. Yeah. yeah. So. But even still, like, I mean, we just got three here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just, uh, you know, they've got questions or need something done or you yeah. got to give them something to do or talk about something. Right. So it's like, you know, you're trying to get stuff done yourself also. It's tough. Sometimes I'm just like, all right, guys, I got to do something. Put my headphones right. on. Like, <laughs> Well, uh, you know, that's the cool thing about the new shop is I actually have an office. I can close the door. Yeah. You know, before I was sharing an office with two other people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I couldn't get away or have a meeting or, you know, so now know, it's some, definitely nice. Those are like having a conference room, like you have it broken up. You can, you know, get yeah. away and, and talk to people. The, uh, the other thing that's kind of, you know, we've kind of built our businesses based on like ourselves, not ourselves a little bit, but like it's people always want to talk to, at, at least with me, you know, yeah, what they me, want to because yep, yep. you've built the relationship with people over time and it's so tough because I want to do that every time. Like I want to be yeah. the person who answers the phone. I want to talk to you and talk about what's going on, but it's yeah. been like slowly like, oh, I got to let go of this. I got to let go of this. I got to yeah. let them do it. Try to give more, you know what I mean? It's like such a tough thing but it's uh you know obviously it's a positive once you can get more people involved and everything but well that was kind of my signature one of my friends would always be like you got to have that personal touch you know if i automate too much and take away that that one-on-one aspect of Mm -hmm. placing an order yeah then why they can just go order from anybody online right you know so it's talking to somebody whether it's me or somebody else and and getting that personal touch of like hey you know if you do this it'll look a little better or hey what about this or you know i deal with it on the fact too that like um you know we do like site visits with our customers where we do the videos do pictures graph you know whatever but like um sometimes i battle a little bit because like sometimes i feel like they want me there doing you know, doing the stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I've, I've tried to slowly, you know, introduce, you know, people on my team here and bring them in and we'll go there together. You know what I mean? But it's, uh, and then in the end, you know, it's, I want to be there. I want, you know what I mean? I'm the one, like, that's why I started. This is what I love to do. It's like, right. You know, like, uh, Ryan, he helps, you know, with the, and even, you know, Holly, they, they've both started, you know, editing videos and they do a lot of video editing and stuff for us. And, even that, like, I'm like, man, I miss, like, I want to edit this video. Yeah. But I'm like, I got to do the next thing. And it's like, so everyone, I try to like pull in, you know, I'll, I'll pick and choose a couple of different things every once in a while to kind of yeah. put my touch on. And, uh, but it, uh, 
Yeah, I've I've told myself I'm gonna start dedicating one day a week to like creating like either me like going and doing something just creative that I have in my head like with a customer or for myself. Yeah. So I'm trying to get to that point where I can like separate one day a week, and it's been it's, it's been tough. hard. It's tough. I know, and, and you know, I still the guys will give me a hard time sometimes. Like, oh, when was the last time you printed a shirt? You know. <laughs> And I'll get out there and print, you know, when something doesn't get done and they want to go home, I'm out there to finish it yeah. for them. You know, uh, I'm, I'm willing to, to put in all the hard work that they, that they do, you know, for me. So mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's a good thing with the employees. Cause you know, nobody wants to work for a boss. that's not willing to do the same stuff he's right. asking them to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree with that. It's tough. Cause sometimes you feel like, like, all right, I need to do something. You know what I mean? You don't want them to think, well, this guy doesn't even do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know, and that's the thing. Originally, when I was doing, say, everything as far as, like, creating the design, making an invoice, printing the shirt, and then when I got designers that were actually really good, like, I was never a good designer. Uh, like, I knew what I liked, and I knew what looked good or maybe what would sell. But once I had good designers, it just made everything so much easier because they were doing it so much faster and they got to the point where I wanted to be mm-hmm. quicker. And yeah, I mean, it goes back to your point of hiring people that are good at what, what you need done. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's the accountant, whether it's the you exactly. know, photographer, Employees, yeah. whatever. Yeah. The, uh, and it's, it's just funny too. Like, so, you know, one of my employees I like was, hired somebody that so he was doing one task but we hired somebody else to do that task so he had to let it go and you know he said to me he said uh you know it's hard to let this go i've been doing this this whole time i've been working for you and i was like think of everything you're doing that i'm not doing i've had to let all that go i was like it's a it's 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 a hard transition but it's just uh to grow and to you know bring on more grow your team and everything it's just something you gotta like get used to and figure out yeah um so but, uh, so how about, uh, I wonder, I, I, I don't know if many people know about Paragon, but I don't know. You want to break that down a little bit? The Paragon disc golf, how, where, how, where'd that come about? I guess I know you just like disc golf in general, yeah, I mean, which I is started, awesome. Sport. I started playing disc golf before I started printing t-shirts. So back in like 95, when my dad lived in San Diego, I played at Morley field, which is a world renowned course now, um, played with, you know, uh, PDGA hall of famer. The very first time I went out, didn't know that who he was until later on, you know? Um, and when we got a course here, I think that's probably about 99 is when we got a course in Springfield. Did you help with that? Uh, I I mean, I was actually at the park board meeting saying, Hey, let's get a skate park. And then somebody else stood up and said, Hey, let's get a disc golf course. And I was like, Oh yeah, that'd be cool too. Like, (laughs) you know, I've been going to California to play disc golf and there just wasn't, I mean, there was a huge disc golf scene in Peoria, but I wasn't, you know, traveling, you know, to, to, to play or anything, but, um, yeah, I got the course here. I think our first tournament was in 99 and then, uh, yeah, I mean, our club got some shirts and I was printing shirts at the time and they kind of, I don't want to say they got ripped off, but they didn't get the greatest a deal. And I felt like the shirt could have been better. And I just, this is probably in 2009. Um, I decided, you know what, I'm going to make some shirts. I'm going to try. And it was kind of that same thing I'm talking about where somebody wants to start a brand, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, I'm going to start a brand. I'm going to, sell these shirts and I printed all this stuff. I didn't sell anything, yeah. you know, like maybe some friends bought some stuff, but you know, I went to this first event thinking I'm going to sell some stuff and, and nothing. And so within that first year I realized I don't need to print stuff to sell. I need to print stuff for other people for them to sell it, you know, cause I'm trying to do something that my, my customers are already doing. So, you know, I just need to sit back and do stay in my lane, you know, yeah. print the shirt 
and, and give them the best price. And, and we made a, a package deal for clubs that, you know, we clubs all over the world, you know, we print stuff for us in Australia, Europe, um, Canada. So you make Paragon stuff, but Paragon's more of a Paragon's the kind brand. of a division of almost miles a little bit like exactly focused it's, on that. Yeah, it's like our our athletic sports apparel yeah. kind of brand. Um, but I mean, the big thing is is with the sport, you know, it's very community oriented. Yeah, so, yeah. If, if nobody's ever tried disc golf, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's very cheap to get into. You don't have to pay to go out. There's I mean, Three? there are some pay-to-play courses. Well, I mean, Springfield. In Springfield, yeah, yeah there's four courses actually working Is there on the four? fifth one. Yeah, there's two at Lincoln Park, then Douglas Park, or whatever the new name is going to be for Douglas Park. Okay. And then UIS has a course. Yes, I've played the UIS one. And Jacksonville um, has a course, Bloomington has a course, Decatur has a course. And the Champagne. Douglas Park, I think, is the other one I always played. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but it's, in Central Illinois, is there? do you have to pay at any of them? No. No, yeah. Up in Chicago, there's a couple so plays, but you, you can get a couple discs. Cost yeah. you maybe thirty, forty bucks to get a couple nice discs. Yeah, not even that. And don't throw it in the water, and <laughs> you'll be good. We don't have much water around here. I think yeah. Lincoln Park has some water, yeah, a right? Bit. Yeah. Um, but free. I mean, that's what I love. My buddies and I, we just all go out there. I mean, we only, you know, I had a putter and like a mid-range thing that you could use for anything. Yeah. And there'd be. You know, six or seven of us just walk in the course. It was free every day. Yeah. You get exercise, toss the disc, and a little competition. And uh, it's a great little sport, you know. Yeah, and I, I just did it because I wanted to help out other people that were in our club situation. And then, you know, now that I've been doing it for 10 years, I've, I've established myself in the sport. Most people know who I am, so when they need something, you know, I'm the first one they call. You know, and I'm willing to not only, you know, just print their shirts, but I'm also willing to maybe go to their event or, you know, go the extra step to sponsor the event on top of printing their shirts or sponsor players and different things like that. I liked the uh, one thing that we helped Miles with one time that was really needed is a good idea on his part is they did a, a... a box, a mystery box, the mystery box thing. That was always the cool. Box the wall one, yeah. it was like 25 bucks or something for a box. But yep. some of them had like hundreds of dollars. Yeah, of prizes. Of them, yeah. yeah, that's, that's fun. And, uh, what was that all for? That was like a fundraiser for the event or was it, man? So that was, so like box for this is those boxes. So I've actually oh, bought okay. that business from those, okay. The those original, are the boxes. Yeah. Oh, nice. So we have a bigger box and we're not doing the smaller box like we had, but yeah, it was just something fun. I mean, a lot of people do mystery boxes online. Right. And this I've was a that. way to... I know Holly here has done that before, too. That works for me. Yeah. And they're fun. It's, it's, it's gambling. And yeah. people love that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know... It's a good little promotion thing. You, you know? know, so we'd, we'd print something, put it on there, for, you know, so it's a good photo op. But also, it's we'd sell 100 boxes in, like, seven minutes. Like, as fast as we could take the money. And, you know, people were pumped. And every year at those events that we would do them, they were like... When's the mystery box wall happening? Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, that's a fun thing, and that's what you know. That's uh, I love. What other like marketing, like kind of ploys? Do you have any others that stand out when you think about like stuff like that 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 you've done with even Miles or you know? Yeah, Miles I mean, with the disc golf stuff, like you know, we've done a lot of stuff. The first couple years of the disc golf pro tour, okay. we had a disc golf festival, so I actually built a bunch of games. So we had like a pyramid of baskets. We had like a totem pole, it was like five baskets tall. Uh, like around the world where we had like the map of the world with different. So like those were really good things that like engaged people when they were at these events. Yeah. Um, we actually just did one for uh, pumpkin Creek farms. Like they did a similar ones like baseball, football, basketball. 
um, they, they had the idea. Oh, I think but, I saw somebody doing that on yeah. a video the other day. She was yeah. throwing into a hole, yep. like a so we, hole we printed that and made nice. all that. I mean, they did the bulk of the work, but we just, yeah. you know, helped Graphics. make that happen for them. And, uh, like those are the fun projects, you know, they're like, this is cool. Cause I know some kid is going to go there and time. think this is the funnest thing. Like they're going to throw the baseball a hundred times until they finally get it in there and be so excited about it. Yeah. I um, saw a, it. I, that's hilarious that you did that. Cause I saw a video of a girl that went to my high school who actually used to live, used to live when she, I went, you know, in high school right by you over in Sherwood yeah. and she, she played softball, you know okay. what I mean? And she was launching that thing in right into the hole and it's like, Oh, still got, still got the throw there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And, and so like with the pro tour, um, the disc golf pro tour, when that first started, I kind of was a, a big part of it. I still am a pretty good, you know, we do a lot with them, but I was going to these events and setting up. So I was not only producing products, but I was seeing how they were working with the public. So finding things that were easy to set up, but have good visual, you know, for filming. So we have these little OB walls that are just a corrugated sign that sit right on the ground and they look fantastic on mm. film and they help define the fairways and stuff like that. So that was one of the things that we kind of, I don't say we were the first people to do it, but it was one of the things that we started doing and it's, it's them, taken yeah. off. Um, we made like an elevated basket that just kind of makes another spot for advertising, mm -hmm. you know, cause that was the whole thing when we were starting, there wasn't a ton of money. So we were thinking, how can we get our sponsors logos in front of people not making it gaudy or, right. you know, over yeah. the top, you know, it's, it's a like whole like advertising, but not advertising yeah. type of thing. Like doing it subtle or doing it taste, fun, tastefully, tastefully, there you, you go, know? Yeah. And so we did a lot of those things and, um, those are fun and, and they're still happening. I mean, uh, this tournament next weekend, the tour championships will be on ESPN two, which would be very exciting. So we're printing a lot of stuff right now. That's, you know, going to be seen by the masses. Nice. That's cool. Uh, is it the first time being on ESPN so, two or yeah, ESPN the Ocho or no, <laughs> is that no, what this is, <laughs> no, so earlier this year they did an event, um, in Kansas, uh, Emporia, Kansas, and it was on CBS sports, you know, and that went over really well. Yeah. Um, and it's just like you said, people are off work. People are absorbing all that social media and they're looking for, you know, some of these other sports aren't happening right now. And that's, you know, so this is like all outdoors. Yeah, yeah. Where you don't have to have like a bunch of people close. But yeah. Like, well, and they're, you know, they don't really have any spectators at these events right now. Some yeah. states are different depending on what level stage they're in. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been awesome to see the sport continue to play through this pandemic. Yeah. And a lot of these manufacturers are making Frisbees can't even keep up because there's so many, so much demand. So you've been involved in the sport for a while. What when when did you say ninety five is yeah. like when I first start, start played playing disc golf. and then and you know I when I, did the like league come along? What what year was? What did you say like, that was? Uh, not, like ninety nine is when the like the club started here in Springfield, Springfield okay. Disc Golf Club. But I mean, like the uh, what's it called? Pro, the actual disc pro, golf pro tour. Pro tour, yeah. Like when did that come around? Uh, you know, so that would have been what four years ago. Four okay. years ago. So. So you've kind of, but you've been involved in that kind yeah, of from the, the beginning. beginning. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Steve That's Dodge cool. started that. He used to work for Vibram Disc Golf, and he has a course, Maple Hill, in uh, Leicester, Massachusetts, which is, I think it was just voted the number one course in the United States. Yeah. It's a pay-to-play course, but beautiful course. It's on a um, tree farm, like a Christmas tree farm. You know, That's cool. It's so awesome to, to be there. I know. Um, I've been out in, like, Colorado before, and... Oh, and I know they have courses, but I'm like Huge. out there for other reasons. I'm like, man, I need yeah. to come out here and just, fuck, you know, was when I have some more time out here and like play some of these or yeah. something. That'd be cool. 
I bet there's some beautiful. I mean, because you think of like, I mean, obviously not comparing it to golf, but like in comparison to like, you know, there's courses out there that are amazing yeah. and you've probably seen them or played on a lot of those. But, you know, me, I've just, I've just pretty much only played here in town before. Well, those, the ones in Colorado, you know, now that when, when it's not snow season, they're, they're putting disc golf courses on the ski slopes. Yeah. So people are driving oh, cool. and just like thousand foot holes. Yeah. That's interesting. And then you take the ski lift up and work your way down or, you know, huh. whatever it is. So it's, there's endless ways of, of doing disc golf. They do urban disc golf where they'll set it up in like a downtown area. Yeah. Do go through parking garages or they've done them on in like stadiums. They mm-hmm. did one at like that's um, cool. Dallas Cowboys stadium. Nice. You know, so like that's they're neat. really cool things when, Hey, they're not doing anything else there right now. Kind of like the drone racing. You ever seen that? that they oh, do in yeah. stadiums? Yeah. Um, I actually was going to buy a basket from my old backyard cause we were, we were on about an acre and, uh, the backyard was huge and the new, my new, we just, we ended up moving though. Um, but even at my new backyard, like I'm like, eh, I could probably still stick one over yeah. there and throw <laughs> or get a little mini one for the kids. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that is something too that people, you know, it's, you know, just so people know it's something you can do. They sell them online. It's like a hundred and for a nice one, I was looking at a nice basket and I think it collapsed and everything. And it was like 150 bucks, I think. Yeah. And, uh, well, and the good thing too, is like people of all ages, I mean, my five-year-old, she can throw a disc like right. 60, 80 feet, mm-hmm. you know, and it's crazy. They, they think it's so cool to throw something that far. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's people, senior grandmasters that are, you know, 70, 80 years old, still playing. Just out of curiosity, uh, do you are you a sidearm thrower? No, backhand. I never could get the sidearm down. I can't do it. <laughs> it hurts my elbow. Isn't it like a better way though? Don't people throw way farther doing it that way? I mean, if you can throw backhand and forehand, you definitely have an advantage. If you're versus depending somebody. on how you need the yeah, disc to move or whatever. Exactly. I've never. I just yeah. I've tried it because I just think that there's there's a way to get it farther that way. But you know. If you compare it to, if you look at it in a comparison to golf, and I don't know, just thinking about this just now, like I remember when I was a kid and my grandpa took me out to play golf and he could not, he was, you know, he was like 70 something years old and he's not hitting the ball very far. It's fucking straight every time. Yeah. And he's parring every hole, sometimes birdie in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, oh, it's not necessarily about how far you can hit it or maybe throw it, but if you can just get that thing straight and get it out there, like yeah. consistently, the con- you know, it seems like that's a consistency, basically. Yeah, one of the girls that I sponsor, she's world champion disc golfer, and she's very sidearm, you know. Yeah. And she tries to do the backhand and has gotten way better at it, but, yeah, she's, like, known for her sidearm. Huh. But it, when she does it, oh, it just looks like it hurts her elbow so bad. <laughs> I know. I've, been, I'm, I've, I mean, I've heard mine even just whipping it like this. But you know. I mean, it's kind of like baseball. You know, it's it's that sidearm throw, like those baseball guys that used to do that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if anybody really throws sidearm anymore in baseball. Know. You know, I don't really watch don't a lot of baseball anymore. Much these days. <laughs> yeah. So weird what they're doing in sports now. Well, nobody but has time digital, to watch well, like four hours of a game. Uh, well, you know? the, like unless you're at the stadium, like yeah. enjoying the, the atmosphere. Games, yeah. But I mean, like, uh, well, baseball games they have the cardboard cutouts oh, yeah, that you yeah. could buy. Yep. I don't know if it's all all of them or not, but I know Cardinals were doing that. Yeah. And then basketball you could like pay to be a digital spectator yeah and it's like you get on a webcam and you're like in the stands digitally i just wonder how much that costs for them to do that it's so weird to like be, be well a, just like all the, the behind the scenes stuff like mm. that's the stuff that i love to see and hear about you right know? like how much work goes into doing that yeah I, I don't know i guess you would give each person like a zoom 
or I don't know if they're using Zoom, whatever. And then yeah. I guess they just get on. So one of our friends down in Miami, her husband works for the Heat. Okay. Uh, but he is, I don't know if he paid for it or if he just gets to do it cause he works for him or what, but he's like a digital spectator. And from what I saw, he's on his laptop at home, okay, like cheering and doing <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, so I guess they're just feeding in like different, like meetings for everybody. Yeah. You know, whoever paid for it, you probably get your own little code to log in or whatever, I yeah. guess. So, I mean, it probably, you know, a lot of bandwidth obviously there, but, um, I don't know. Those people, it's probably they not got too enough money. They can do whatever they want. The cardboard thing, I feel like, would almost be harder than that. Well, yeah, that, I feel like, man, that's a lot of printing. That's a lot too of cutting. Too bad you didn't have that job, right? No, I know somebody's <laughs> making a killing. Um, so I know yeah. one of my buddies, his wife bought him a uh, cardboard cutout. I think for the Cardinals or whatever. Yeah, I saw some pretty funny ones that people bought uh, just on on uh, Facebook or whatever. They but. did that at one of the disc golf events recently too. They had some at like a certain hole, like oh, a, yeah. a hole that typically gets like aced. Love. And so they had a couple funny ones like in the background. So that was, it was cool. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, what do you got here? Is that the alien from attack of Mars or yeah. whatever? Yeah. Oh my Mars. God. I was just thinking about that movie the other day and wondering where I could find it. I freaking love so that. I went movie. to watch it. I was thinking, Oh, I can let my daughter watch this. It's no, it's not, you can't. It's not appropriate. No, not at all. I didn't remember it being like that, but yeah, this was, and it says printing ah, since that's 1999. Awesome. So that's a good shirt right there. Is this mine? Uh, it's an extra large if you want to wear an extra large. That's awesome. I'll I didn't take have any that. larges. No, um, th- I think actually in the ones I just bought from you. Can you wear an extra one. large? I got one for you. I've been wearing. Uh, I've been wearing medium, extra large. So nice. I mean, everybody gets a shirt. That's awesome. That's you so know. funny. I I literally like a couple weeks ago I thought of that and I was like, man, that was a hilarious little movie. But yeah, you're right. I, I was and actually who, with who? my kid and I'm like, or not my kid, my niece. Yeah. And I was like, man, we, I should find this movie and watch it. And then yeah. in my head, I was like, was that appropriate? I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you, that's the thing with kids now. You think of movie, like even Home Alone. I was thinking, oh, Home Alone would be a good movie. And like we start watching it and it's like, there's all sorts of kind of cuss words and things. And I'm like, I don't need my kid hearing this, yeah. you know? So it's, uh, now that you're the parent, you know, it's different on what right. movies are good and what movies. Oh my God. I have such a potty mouth. I'm trying to get better at that. Even just with being around my nieces and nephews, my sister, yeah. every time I'm on the phone, I'm on speakerphone automatically and I never remember it. So I'm immediately cussing and yeah, I don't know where that's came from over the years, but I got to get better at it. Probably listening to Gary V too much. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, uh, so, I guess, man, we've been going for, it's been about an hour now. What, uh, anything, how about this? Any specific thing that has helped your business grow that you might recommend to other entrepreneurs or anything out there? I mean, I think the making, uh, making the, a slower move. I've, I've moved very slowly. I, I've done the same thing. And I think sometimes a lot of people, when you grow too fast, it kills you, man. People get pissed at you. You get bad reviews. I, you're taking on too much stuff. Yeah. And I, I, I compare it in the music business, like when we did the band thing, whenever you would see a band just like shoot up really big, they would come down so fast. You know, it was just up yeah, and down. That's right. But like the bands that put the time in and, and wrote one a couple wonder, albums, one hit wonder type of you thing. know, like put out a couple solid albums, did some tours and like finally, you know, got their, those bands stuck around. You get that bass solid crowd that like following that loves yeah. you type of thing. Yeah. So it's, I feel like it's the same comparison. with, it's the same with business. Um, you know, especially in our industry, there's some people that go out and they, they have whatever money they have and they're just like, I'm just gonna buy everything. 
but they don't have the work for it, you know, mm-hmm. and you need to build up that until you can afford. And that's kind of what I did. I bought a Chose, lot of used you know. equipment and now I'm or you get point. like loans or something. You know, yeah. I'm dealing with that now myself in the, in the aspect of, uh, excuse me. Um, I'm looking for a bigger space or expanding this space here in this building. But I'm like, do I want to buy a building? I'm like, I don't know if I want the headaches of like the maintenance yeah. and the overhead. Or like if something goes wrong, and I read this thing not too long ago, and it was something, I don't remember the statistics specifically, but it was something about how, like, the top 100 companies never owned, like, their own building until, like, they were this big or whatever. Yeah. Because uh, there's just a lot of headaches that come with that. And, I mean, I know that you, was a good you thing had your own building. When I was but, working, in, like, for the property management company, it was good to see that, you know. Oh, I mean, uh, yeah. So you knew what you were, were getting were into and could the, make the right decision the on state, what you, you wanted know, to do. The state of Illinois was renting, you know, some of these buildings. So it's like, yeah, why are they not buying their own buildings? Because, you know, it's a whole right. other job to keep all the maintenance up, you know, mm-hmm. especially as you get bigger. Like a small building, not too bad. You know, like our first job, not so bad. But now, you know, it's like we got four bathrooms, you know. We have like multiple air conditioning yeah. units. We have, you know, know fire ha- alarms. We have regular alarms, cameras. You got all these things and it just adds up. And and then like you find yourself, like I know here, you know, I've built like every one of our computers here myself. Yeah. And it's like, God damn, I spend so much time doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, anytime something goes wrong, it's like, oh, the camera's out. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'll get up there and fix it. So, right. I, you know, I installed it and it's like, what is, I'm going to call somebody that's going to take twice as long and yeah. it's like, shit. So, but yeah, I, no, I, I was talking with somebody about that actually this morning because I was like debating and I'm like, well, I've definitely grown, done a nice slow pace. Like, you know, I haven't, um, basically taking the time, you know what I mean? I, I don't advertise it done. It's all been word of mouth. Yeah. Um, we're able to take on new customers and not like forget about another customer. You know what I mean? And it's just, uh, you know, I never want to. I never want to take away from an existing customer to focus on a new one. You know, I want it to be a, a nice, even thing to where everybody's still getting the same attention. So yeah. that slow growth is uh, and, not and always uh, bad. Yeah. And I mean, you know, our business is slightly different as, you know, our customers maybe only come to us when they need to uh, as to where maybe you're staying in contact with your customers consistently. Right. But yeah, I mean, there's our customers that we see once a year and, you know, they know where, where we left off and we pick up right there and, you know, they're really happy. But I think, you know, the big thing for us moving into our own building a nicer building, obviously, yeah. um, you know, people just take it a little more seriously when you, when you own the building, cause obviously you take pride in it. So you're, yeah. you're going to do all those little Looks extra cool. things. You know, um, I just aerated the, the lawn in front, you know, I was like, I saw that. I'm like, let's just, <laughs> let's just do, yeah. Cause didn't you post that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I need my lawn aerated. Well, we moved into our house and, uh, it, the lawn looked good, you know, from, uh, the previous, which my wife's uncle owned it, but he, uh, his lawn always looked amazing. I remember going over there to swim and I'm like, man, your yard is so nice. Yeah. And we moved in and we were remodeling and I just kind of let, you know, let it go to shit. Weeds took over. I'm like, yeah. So, yeah. So I killed all the weeds and then I'm like, all right, I got to get this thing ready for next year. And I don't know much about lawns and I didn't really want to try to figure it out. So yeah. I was like, someone can aerate and just do whatever needs to be done. Yep. But then I saw you like, yep, stop by and do mine. Yeah. Post. No, Tanner <laughs> was there this morning and he, he got it knocked out and, um, you know, our lawn is so small right in front of the shop and you know, it's the lawnmower runs over the same area. You can't really cross up the patterns cause but it's you just, take pride and you own it. Exactly. You, you take the pride and, and do those things. And yeah, like right now I think about, Oh man, we spent so much money on that, but I'm hoping, you know, I don't have to mess with some of that stuff for 20 years. Right. You know, this is all fresh, pretty much, pretty much everything. Yeah. I mean all the building stuff, you know, we yeah. tore out all the walls that were in there for the most part and started from scratch, you know? Yeah. And I know somebody I know just bought a building 
and she and she's like looking to open a business in it and i'm like i said to uh you know i said to not her but her friend and i was just like she probably like make sure that she knows like the responsibilities that's coming with that like yeah. you like you got to replace a furnace or air conditioning on your house it's maybe like three four thousand dollars whatever but i guarantee you on a building it's probably double or triple that yeah you know and if you don't have and i tell that even to people buying houses i'm like man make sure you got a little bit of a cushion right because if something goes wrong it's always a few thousand bucks yeah. almost <laughs> well even when we bought new equipment it's just you know running the power you know mm -hmm. moving a uh, air duct or whatever it is it all it all adds up real quick yeah. you know so um all right let's uh jump back to the question five yeah. from the beginning of the podcast uh biggest uh challenge as a small business owner what, what would you say i think finding good help i think you know finding good help that i mean i i've been so lucky i i've, I've had i think the easiest of what i've heard from some other employees or customer or comparable businesses i guess you could yeah. say um but man it's tough it you is know? finding good people that want to work especially with everything that happened this year with the pandemic and a lot people, of people took advantage of that i've yeah. heard from so many business owners they're like oh all of a sudden my employees don't feel comfortable coming in now that they know they're getting <laughs> an extra six hundred dollars or whatever unemployment yeah. yep yep so nice. i mean that was tough but like that was the cool thing about everybody that stuck with me and, you know, obviously it was scary for a little bit and, you know, we're doing everything we can to, you know, our, our, luckily we have a building big enough where everybody is very separated yeah, it's not um, and we're really just not letting customers come in, you know, unless they have a mask on and otherwise we're just taking everything out. But, um, but yeah, I think that's, that's the hardest thing, especially when you're growing. Cause I see a lot of other small businesses that we work with. They're really good at what they do. Like, like yourself, you know, and you were doing it all yourself and you can only do so much. Yeah. You know, and, and you want to make a little bit more, but you can't, there's not enough hours in the day. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of the same with me. It's like, I could, I can go and print shirts all day long, but until I maybe have at least, you know, when I used to only have two employees, that was, that was the best, you know, like, but then you start getting busy and you got to hire more, you know, and it's, I think that's the hardest thing, managing people, you know, and, and tough. I, I never getting the people it. that, and it's like, um, like getting people that like, and you want them to be excited about it, you know, because if the work's not going to be as good if they're not like excited about it and like yeah. what they're doing or and take having pride fun. in it, pride, yeah, you know, take and pride in it, yeah. I think that's the thing that we've when things like get to slow down a little bit, we enjoy it so much uh, as far as like doing the extra little things, or or if we have time, like if a customer gives us time to do something, we might do some stop in the middle of a run or right when we're setting up and just be like, you know, this doesn't look right. Call the customer. Hey, can you come over here real quick and look at it right. and just make sure it's right. You know, all those little things. And you know, that's, that's one of the other things people maybe come to, to our business is just the experience, you know, and, and finding somebody with experience or when you bring somebody new on being willing to deal with their mistakes as they're learning, right. you know, every day there's a new way to mess up a t-shirt mm -hmm. every day. Even the, you know, the guys that have been working for me for it's, 10 years. Ours is a little tough cause you have you, time to fix it. Well, no, it's uh, for us. It's tough because sometimes there's a mistake, but that mistake is for a business and it's very public. Like say, uh, even just mm -hmm. a misspelling in a word on a business's yeah. page. It's like, well, we had one recently, the customer sent us artwork and they misspelled a word. Yeah. And on the shirt, one or of something, our employees yeah. caught it. There you go. Called them said, Hey, we, we corrected this just so you know. Yeah. But you know, do you tell them? We had one recently that was actually kind of funny because the customer sent it. 
And it was actually your customer also, full full blast. <laughs> yeah. We had a post up about roof cleaning and it said roofs and it was uh we spelled it R O R O O V E S and he sent it. He's like, Man, I had one of my competitors send me this and I was like, Oh my god, dude, I'm sorry, that's so stupid of us. You know what I mean? I was like, I don't know how we missed that because we, we use like a, a, a typically like a spell check thing. We have one or two people that look at it before, yeah. you know, before anything really goes on with it. And uh uh, one of my te- my employees here Googled it, and it actually is a way to spell it, R-O-O-V-E-S. I'd never seen that. Okay. And it was just like an old way to do it, but it's still right. Yeah. And I was like, I was like send him this back and send him to Google. <laughs> we had a very similar one with licorice. Oh, okay. You can spell it two different ways. Really? Yeah. I don't even know how to spell licorice. I have no idea. Well, it's... <laughs> there's uh, two ways to do there's it, There's like lick rice and then licorice, like... That's hilarious. Two, there's yeah. So we did a banner one time for a friend that like, Oh, it's spelled wrong. And one of my guys who takes a lot of pride in his grammar, English, all yeah. that stuff. I'm like, no dude, it's not, it's, it's right. And so it's just the type of, I don't know what the, the difference between the two, right. but yeah, just those little weird things like that you yeah, know, it's, that I mean, come yeah, up it's and tough. or in a video. The other thing with us that is tough is like, We've gotten pretty good about, you know, misspellings. Obviously, mistakes happen. Even if the business was doing it themselves, they're probably going to have more mistakes than we're even doing, yeah. you know, because they're probably rushed to do it. Yeah. But in a video, it's tough because you put it out there and, you you know, when you make a post on social media, it's like that first, you know, that first day or so, it's like when it's when it's there. Like, that's the main thing. And obviously, you can still put ads behind it or whatever. But then if you notice something wrong in a video, the only way to fix it is delete the whole thing. Yeah. And it's like, yeah we delete this it's already got comments so sometimes we have to weigh that like yeah and a lot of times it's, there's little things that like no normal person would notice right but same, maybe same in ours. maybe i notice and i'm like uh maybe we should change that and it's like, like a bob like, ross ah, no, it's a bob ross idea. happy little mistakes yeah. <laughs> happy you know and the same <laughs> with the music a good way to put it happy little mistakes. happy little mistakes and you know it's, it gives it character it's like when you're recording and some weird thing happens in the background. Somebody shuts the door. Somebody does something. It's yeah. like, oh, that messed it up. It's like, no, it didn't. Kind of works. It made it work. It actually is cool. Loop that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's funny. Nice. Well, uh, so Miles T-shirts, uh, T-shirt printing, uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, what are some? Just let's name some of the things. Pens, koozies. You got like uh, sunglasses, fly swatters. Uh, we just did a guitar. Fly I saw swatter. that. That was awesome. Yeah, that was super. I, I mean, that my customer found it. Like we have a catalog, and they yeah. went through it all, and they that found it. That was super cool. What a good idea. When he asked me that, I thought he was joking. Yeah. And I was like, we don't have that. He's like, yeah, you do. It's in your catalog. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. I mean, there's only like a hundred million things in there, yeah, so it's, yeah. it's, you know, we we haven't done them all. What a you also have like the uh, growlers you can do stuff yep. like that. Yep. With logo. Yeah. For any anything companies, you want to put your logo on pretty much right now, obviously everybody getting ready to do promo or maybe employee gifts or maybe customer Christmas gifts. Stuff. Like if you want to give your customers a nice little mug, yeah. you know, that's always sitting on their desk. So they remember you. Top masks, of mind. I would imagine have been big lately. Oh my gosh. So many masks. I never would have thought I didn't want to do masks at the beginning cause I didn't, you know, know the serious of it, seriousness of it at first. And yeah, I kind of waited. And then I, I was like myself, even with Upox at, you know, at this point, I'm like, God, I should have printed mass a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no. And, and we don't have any miles t-shirts mass, um, but we have everybody else's. So, yeah, you know, um, what are some other big sellers? Um, I mean, obviously the, the neck gators have been huge. Yeah. And I you think some the of those thing a lot, yeah. Simply CBD, yeah. which are great. There's yeah. some here. Throw me that one right there. And I, and the way that I, I like, or the thing that I like about that is it's something that 
will be used post pandemic, especially somebody like you with hair. Like you can use that to hold your hair up, yeah. you know, or people that ride their motorcycles or get whatever. It, get so, it wet, cool, wear it cool exactly. in the summer so around your neck. It's something that hopefully people will still, you know, people mowing lawns, keeping dust out of their face, whatever it is. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I know they say maybe those don't protect as well because it's only a single ply versus a two ply, but. I feel like it's got to do that. It's better. What do they say? It like than, spreads it if you have it on or something weird. I was like, eh, that seems a I little far-fetched, but. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, obviously vehicle wraps, man, I don't, you know, we're a digital marketing agency, but I worked for a sign company for six years. I can, I tell any one of my customers that a vehicle wrap is one of the best investments you can make because of the cost per impression you make over its lifetime. Yeah. It's very low. I mean, you might spend a few thousand bucks on it to begin with, but you got to think that's going to last you. I mean, shit, we've had ours for. I don't even know now. Three years, maybe. Still looks great. We did some little, like little spots on it that are kind of peeling up a little bit. But I have those extras you gave me. They just need to be swapped out. Yeah. But those were weird little spots that are kind of was bound to yeah. happen. Um, yeah, I always recommend that to anybody, even no, though we don't I, do them. You I know. mean, I didn't do my van for a long time. I actually bought a van, and then I didn't realize the paint was bad because it was yeah, from Florida. So that. I had to buy another van, and then wrapped it, and then we rewrapped it this this year. Um, but yeah, even, even the van, I had a friend that I saw at the post office and, uh, we have masks on. I don't think she knew that I maybe knew who she was. I haven't seen her in a long time. She's like, nice van. And then the next day she emailed me about an order and I sent her, I sent her a message back and said, it was the van, wasn't it? And she goes, yes, it it was, it was just, and I don't have anything super flashy on the van anymore. You know, before it was kind of wild and now Mm -hmm. it's really simple and just had the name, you know, and that's it. And you know, something simple is still good. Yeah. You know, keep it simple. It's just I mean, a, yeah, basic logo on the side. So, but which yeah, doesn't cost a lot. I mean, what's like, uh, just to give people perspective, like if you're someone's just put the logo on the yeah, side of their van, it's like mean, a few hundred bucks or something. Exactly. Yeah. A couple hundred bucks, you know, or you can spend 5,000, you know, yeah. we're about ready to do a full color change wrap for a company. And, uh, I mean, it's going to be awesome. You know, they're going to be all over central Illinois delivering stuff and it's, it's going to bring them more business. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We definitely, uh, I've definitely had calls from mine. But even not having, even if someone doesn't call me right away, I have people, oh, I've seen your van around town. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's just almost like an official thing. It kind of and when you pull up, I tell now. these construction guys all the time, when you pull up and you have a nice vehicle, number one, if you have a nice vehicle, people just take you a little more seriously. Mm-hmm. You obviously take pride in like maintaining your uh, equipment and you can... I don't want to say you can charge a little bit more, but people almost expect to pay a little bit more. I mean, if you look at the guys that are expensive, let's just say yeah. like HVAC, they all have wrapped vehicles, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the guys that aren't as expensive, you know, so, but then you got to weigh out like, okay, how much, what's, what am I really getting here? Right. You know, so as long if you do a, a good wrap and you do a good business, it's, it's not going to hurt you. And it's going to be the most cost effective marketing that you can do mm-hmm. dollar for dollar. No, it, uh, they're cool. And you can do some cool stuff too. If you really want to get creative. There's some weird. Oh, yeah. Have you ever searched any of the weird ones out there? There's some really cool stuff. It's like I saw a bus with like uh, this was a long time ago when I worked at like the previous business. The snake it. crushing yep. it. Yep. Yeah, those are cool. Uh, people do some interesting stuff. You can really get creative if you think about it and do some research and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It took me a while to decide how I wanted to do ours, but we just at the time again I would do it completely different now. You know what I mean? I yeah. would. 
just because I've learned, it's like, all right, let's just focus. You know what I mean? Just from I, that I mean, it, and thinking about it more. But but at the same time, you know, I've, I've had people ask me about it. Like, oh, what, what kind of content you create? You know, because obviously no one here can see it. But I, the biggest thing on it besides our logo it just says we create content. Yeah. Um, but uh, then uh, lists all the other, you know, services we offer, uh, you know, around that. But, yeah, now it's cool. And like you said, it just really makes you official. Um I would agree though. You, uh, it gives people peace of mind almost, you know, you come in with more professionalism, you got your business card or what you you're got your established. I mean, you're not going to just know take that off. Like just yeah, coming in willy yeah. nilly. Yeah. For sure. I mean, you're obviously made the investment. You've made the commitment to, to do this and you know, I mean, especially like in your business. I mean, I know a lot of people that create websites, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, this designer was supposed to do something. He never did it. You know, we hear that all the time or like, Oh, somebody was printing some t-shirts out of their garage and th- now they're not answer my call, you know, whatever it is, you know, we, we hear this stuff all the time. Yeah. So then it's like, well, come to a business that's established, you know, and, and we're here. We're not going anywhere. There's a reason they've been around. Right. We've been while. here a long time. Like we're here, you know, answer calls, emails, you can show up. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big thing. Some people do order online from us. Some people come in and people that maybe order online from somebody they don't know, who are they going to go like yell at if something's right. not right? You know, this, people want, want to be able to go you yell at catch, somebody. Catch a recording machine. Right. Or get it fixed, you know, or, yeah. you know, so the, uh, what's a, what's the best way for people to, people to find you and put anything out there? Uh, I mean, Instagram, e- email. Yeah. I mean, is it all just Instagram. miles, miles t-shirts or your handles or, uh, miles t-shirts.com on Instagram. There's somebody that has miles t-shirts. She doesn't use her thing. And I'm, I'm like trying to get it from her. <laughs> I'm like, Hey, why don't you just give this to me? Um, yeah, so I mean, we used to do milestshirts.com, everything, but then a lot of people thought that we were just online, you know, so. You did recently go through kind of a rebranding. Yeah, new logo, for sure, when we moved to the new shop. and uh, which Fresh been, start. Yeah, and it's really simple and clean and. Um, Simplicity, man, goes a long way. I get so many comments on mine, it's just nothing really. It's a box, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's got what I need, but uh, the. Uh, I think the funny thing, though, um, I was talking to somebody and they were calling it OOT. OOT or like, OT. Yeah, they're like OOT. It's so funny. It, it, you almost need to make a video about that. Yeah, I tell people a lot of times boot without the B. Okay. Boot box. But uh, it's funny though, I was super worried about it because I knew nobody would ever pronounce it right. Yeah. Um, but when people talk to me about it, where it came from, and I tell them the story, it just sticks in their head that much more. Yeah. So I found it actually kind of beneficial, but it is kind of funny when they say it. Cause even like I've had customers talk to customers like, Oh, we use, we use, uh, I was thinking about using Otbox. You ever heard of them or something? They're like, Oopbox? You know what I mean? And then they, they have a conversation about it and it just uh, turns into kind of a weird thing that, yeah. uh, I don't obviously I don't always recommend to somebody to use like a weird name that makes it hard to market <laughs> yourself. But in our situation it works because uh I mean that's kind of what we do. Well, and when I started my business I wasn't thinking about like I need to make a name like I wasn't thinking about it as a marketing aspect. I was so young at the time it's like yeah. I mean originally it was Miles Ahead Productions. Mm-hmm. And then I was like that doesn't really tie into what I do and then I bought the domain milestshirts.com. And so I was like, oh, I was push that. Cause that was, you know, really before obviously Facebook, there was no Facebook when I started, right. you know? So the website was where people went. Um, and then, yeah, we just kind of pushed that. And now it's, we just dropped the .com and it's just miles oh, t-shirts. Do you know, this is a random question. Do you know, like, do you know where your name, like how your parents came up with the name? Where the name? Cause it is a unique name, miles. I like it, you know? Uh, yeah, it's, it was it's like, interesting. Uh, 
I think they were like walking through like a graveyard or something and saw the name. On someone's stone. And or yeah, something. it wasn't like Miles Standish or Miles Davis or any of the other things that people ask, you know, oh, are yeah. you named after, you know. Um, but yeah, now it's, uh, my daughter plays soccer and you walk by every field and there's parents yelling miles. Like there's a lot of kids named miles now, you know, but mm-hmm. you went, yeah, definitely when I was growing up, didn't know any other Mileses, And yeah. I didn't like my name when I was growing up either. Yeah. And, and I, a lot I, of people, I, know, I see that I hated having red hair, but now it's like a branding aspect. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. like, Oh, like, giant red beard. <laughs> well, when I answered the phone, miles t-shirts is miles. They're like, Oh, that's your name. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, some people think it's my last name. Some people, you know, they're like, Oh, you're the miles. It's like, yeah. The miles. So, yeah, <laughs> the, the miles. So, That's funny. well, hey, miles, it was great chatting with you. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, milestshirts.com, they definitely do great printing, uh, vehicle wraps, uh, anything you want to stick your name on, there will help you out with that. They've helped us with a ton of stuff. We have a whole rack of shirts hanging in our studio that has our name on it from them. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, they'll help you out though, man. They got samples. Uh, questions. If you've seen a t-shirt you like, just freaking bring it to them. Show them what you like about it. They'll help you find the right thing. Um, very helpful. So appreciate yeah. it, Miles. Thank you so much for having me. Andy. Yeah. Good chatting. Yeah. Thanks.